I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Joy. Hi. Now, we've been doing this. You don't sound very enthusiastic. No, it's ever. fine. I just am a little... I need this. I need to have lunch. Okay. Well, I appreciate you postponing lunch <laughs> to sit with me for 10 minutes here. I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm half awake. You're half awake? We just did the show. That, <laughs> was a, that, was a, that was a bouncy show that had energy, that show. I gave it my all. You did, and you left it all on the field. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, my, my blood pressure is still up from the G-spot conversation. Why? I think I was afraid they were going to pull us off the air. It's 11 yeah, o'clock in the morning. A G- oh, come on. It's a woman's show. It's a woman's show. Yeah. I know. You know, we've been doing the podcast for a few weeks, and so far we've learned a lot about the hosts. We've learned that Whoopi is a blurter and, and, and screamed at, uh, that oh, asked yeah. Alyssa if she was pregnant. Uh, we've <laughs> learned that you're an extrapolator that brings things back to things you're interested in. Sunny, no matter what the subject. No matter what the subject. Right. Sonny has this surprising love for nudity on reality shows. Weird. Yes, it's a, a strange awakening going on there. Yeah. I don't know what that is. She was. She dresses like an endangered species. Yes, she looked like a, a <laughs> cast member of Cats today. Um, Sarah is a potty mouth, we've discovered, and keeps yes. uh, dropping unexpected things. We, and of Alyssa, we know that she is, in fact, not pregnant. So uh, what what else are we learning here at, at the show? What are, what are you learning from the show? That these girls have the, the secret lives going on. Yeah, it's I'm, weird. I mean, Sunny is like so into this uh, male nudity show. Alyssa came in the meeting this morning and, you know, she watched the show and yeah. now she was very freaked out about it. Have you watched it yet? No, no. but I want a clip. Send me a clip. Okay. Because I don't want to watch the whole thing. I don't even know where it is. I have I have other, other movies to watch. World what, War II Nazi movies. All right. Well, let's talk about a topic we did on the show today. Today we had a hot topic about how many sexual partners your spouse has What, do you want me to do another hot topic that we did already We're going to extrapolate. You, you, know, you complain. We have four minutes. No one gets a chance to talk. I know, but this topic required 60 seconds the most. All right. So well, what was it again? Do you care about Steve's past with romantic partners? No. Have you asked him questions? Once in a while, I'll ask him, you know, well, one time I said to him, would you rather have a girlfriend who had bad acne or was really overweight? <laughs> what was the answer? He said, bad acne. Yeah. Well, Okay. <laughs> Okay. I don't That really... was when I was a little chubby, so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you felt you felt attacked. I mean, I don't ask him about his past. I met him when he was 33 years old. Right. So, I mean, unless he was like super jumping in out of beds, he couldn't really be that prolific. You're not a age. jealous person in general, I would say. Is that accurate? About a, no, about yeah, no. like you don't worry about, you know. No, because I don't because I I, I trust him. Mhm. You know what Paul Newman said about Joanne Woodward one time? Why would I go for hamburger when I have steak at home? Oh. And I believe that my husband thinks that I'm a piece of steak. Oh, I thought you were saying he was the steak. You're the steak. No, you're asking me why I'm not jealous. Yes. He's the steak to me. I'm the steak to him. Okay? My wife also never jealous. No. No, well, never, you know, and, and I think if she feels like, and you're probably the same way, if I'm going to step out, then goodbye and have fun. And that's No, but it. I really and think that you and my husband have me. in common that you're both scared of your wives. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's the reason I don't worry about okay, it. Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Um, all right, well, speaking of arguments in general, yeah. you said in the meeting you never get into fights with Steve. We don't fight. About anything? You I, didn't fight with my, I didn't fight with my first husband either. Really? I don't really like to... First of all, they don't fight back. Okay. Men do not fight back. They just clam up and, you know, punish you in that way. So I don't, what's the point of fighting with someone who's not going to fight back? You... you do like the spar, though. I mean, you're the host yeah, of a but, debate show for 30 years. I know, but not with him. Okay. What do I get to fight with him about? I don't know. You fight with me all the time. 
Well, that's because it's it's work related, okay. and you're telling me to do things I don't want to do. In All my right. relationship, I don't have that issue. No, Steve just does whatever you want to well, do. Well, we don't have the issue. Let's put it that way. Okay. So like on a Saturday, you're doing what you want to do that day, and if he says, I want to do something, and you don't find it interesting... He can do it himself. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. Here's the keys. Go. That's great. All right. You don't have to go pumpkin picking or anything else. Yeah. No. No. Okay. There you go. Also, he usually goes along with what I want to do. Right. Because he genuinely wants to or because he knows, you know, you're the stake. He can't come up with anything better. Yeah. All right. Fair. That's why. <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, another guest we had on the show today, we had Hillary Burton Morgan on the show. Yeah. And we had a conversation about going gray. Um, as we said, she looks terrific. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Would you ever go gray? Look, at this point, the collars and the cuffs don't match, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm going to have gray in one area, I'm not going to have it on my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so that, that's And fine. I don't really believe in that. I said to my mother one time, am I ever going to have a little old lady for, uh, with a, uh, for a mother? Never, mm-hmm. she said. Never. When she died, she was fully blonde. Oh, there we go. <laughs> my whole family, they all... Turn even blonder as they get older. Yeah, it seems like it's in vogue now to let it to go naturally gray. Um, I've, I'm going gray mostly from working. Well, you're here. a man; it's different. Yeah. Well, the president look. Obama looks better than he ever looked, even though he's you know, you can see the stress from the eight years that he was in that White House. My wife keeps saying to me, she said, uh, you know, I don't need you. I don't think you need to dye your hair, but if you are going to, you better do it now. So I don't but know if no, that's a subtle No, don't tell way. you here. No? Men look stupid when they die. For, for, yeah, personally, please. I think they look awful. You know why? Why? Because you don't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. When you wear makeup, you can color your hair. If you have no makeup and suddenly you have this like pat, this like shoe polish polish cover color, yeah, and no makeup, it just looks ridiculous. And yet, if you put makeup on, you would look you know more, even more crazy because you're not in that group of people that likes to do that, which is fine with me. Yeah, but not my husband and you. You're not. Yeah, doing I think that. I'm just uh, resigned to whatever's coming, and I'll just deal with it. I still have hair, so I'm happy about that. Lucky you. Yeah, and you'll never lose it. I can tell by the way it grows. I hope not. I hope not. Um, all right, so you lose your job before you lose your hair. Well, that's a certainty. Yeah, um, there's a big there's a big thing coming up uh, tomorrow, and I know you always have. I've known you for oh the birthday. Yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. You got the birthday. Well, we found out today, which I announced during the break. Yes, that I have the same birthday as Vladimir Putin. I, I was very excited to see that, <laughs> um, and then it, it actually made me wonder who else you share a birthday with. So oh, I started so to else? do a little bit who of else? research here. Um, I mean, first of all, do you see any similarity between yourself and Vladimir Putin? Vladimir Putin. Yeah. <clears throat> No, he likes to go naked on a horse. Yes. I won't go near a horse. No, I've, I've tried to get you there, I think, a couple <laughs> times. Um, all right, so uh, you share a birthday with John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, I love him. Yeah, who doesn't? That's fantastic. Hurt so good. Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Love it. All right. You also share a birthday with Simon Cowell. I do see some similarities between you and yes, Simon Cowell. I can see that. Yeah, I think that's good. He's um, very honest and upfront and says what he believes. Yes, for sure. And that's what makes the show work on the American Idol. Who's the, His opinion was the only one we cared about. That's right. Uh, Tony Braxton. Oh, I singer. like her. Yeah. She's cute. Nice. Strong-willed nice also, girl. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've interviewed her and the whole family. Yeah. And then uh, finally, Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo. We call him Yo. Okay, Yo. <laughs> He's a genius. Genius. Yeah. And I'm a genius. Of course. So yeah. there we go. There's a lot of parallels a there. A legend in her own mind. Now, now I've been involved uh, on the periphery of your birthday shows for a long time here, and you always seem to have a love-hate relationship yes. with these things. I'm embracing my age. You are, which, which is I'm not new. embracing the natural look. <laughs> But I am embracing my age, primarily because it's all over the internet anyway. So who are you fooling? Right, and and we've long heard of your vendetta against was it People Magazine? People that, Magazine. Yes. Who started this whole thing about like I don't know, forty five, fifty years ago, they put everybody's age in there. Lassie, twelve. <laughs> 
And and they, when they interviewed me for people, they said, you better tell the truth because we're going to go to the DMV anyway. Right. Well, I could have lied then. They weren't going to go to the DMV. I should have made it up, but I didn't. Yes. So I am what I am. I don't enjoy the idea that I'm getting closer to the Grim Reaper. No, who does? But then I read obituaries continuously in the New York Times, and there's a lot of people in their 30s dying and 40s. Yeah. From what have you, this and that. So I'm privileged to be getting older, and I'm I'm enjoying the these years. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm perfectly good shape. No, I think like you you definitely have a better uh, or a warmer attitude to these celebrations of you on your birthday than you did in the first couple of years I worked here. I well, think. you know, when you're in your fifties and sixties, you're becoming obsolete in television. Say, so you don't want to tell that because then they use it against you. Right. But I don't care anymore because you know. I got one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> the other one. You know what I mean? Who cares? Well, also, I mean, there's a precedent on this show. I mean, Barbara Walters did this show much older she than you. She never told her age. No? Well, I don't think she told the truth about her, her years anyway. Right. I did, uh, yeah. They're, because they're... why should she? When she was doing her thing, mm -hmm. she was up against all these chauvinistic males. That but... Harry Reasoner, he was mean to her, nasty guy, and jealous. She was the first woman to make a million dollars in television news. And they all turned on her because of that. So she was up against a lot of obstacles. So she didn't want to tell her. She didn't want to tell her real age. No. They would hold it against her. No, exactly. I yeah. think that these powers that be are getting hip to the idea that women don't like it. No, when I you take right. us off the air because of our age, we do not like this ageism. No, no, it's it's probably the one of the coolest things about this show that it's a generational show. I I just love the well, idea. Well, it was. I don't know if it still is. We have a host in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and yourself. So, 150. Uh, well, so how about that, though? That That's pretty good. It really is a generational Yeah, but that show. was an accident. No, it wasn't. I, yes, I'm it was. In, I'm involved in picking these people. I know yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, but Barbara, Barbara conceived of this show based on people's uh, generations. Right. So you didn't do that. You picked Alyssa, not because she's in her 30s, but because she's the uh, politically what you needed. And in her 30s, it's And a she's charming thing. and pretty and lovely. I yeah. like her. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that's why you picked her, not because of her age. No, If not she was 50, you would have picked her anyway. I picked her for the whole package. But it's helpful to have somebody who's interested in things that 30-year-olds are interested in, like stupid reality shows. And Yeah, she loves um, the housewives and yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the other thing about tomorrow's show, <laughs> we did. I think the secret to the good joy birthday show is have hot topics you care about. We're going to do that. We've got a big guest. You can and find them. We'll find them. we got a big guest. We have Anne Hathaway, Oscar Award winner. That's good. And then we have the return of Joy's tag sale. This was done last year. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the brainchild of Jamie Hammer. And uh, it was really it was really great. Well, so it made a lot of money for my charity. That's my group, the, the retreat. You know what that is? I do, but tell the audience. Well, it's an organization that uh, helps uh, abused women escape from their miserable homes. Mm -hmm. They give them a place to sleep. They give them uh, beds and food, and they take care of the children. A lot of times these women show up at the shelter only in their pajamas because they sneak out in the middle of the night from these monstrous husbands. Yeah. And that's why I like to help those women. Oh, it's a great charity. Yeah. So if you're able to do it tomorrow, tune into the show. Yeah. And we're going to auction off some really unique things. Right. Uh, I think I can give a little bit of a tease here. This year, all the hosts are, are bringing items, uh, unique items that will be uh, interesting for anybody, but especially for View fans, I think. Yeah. And you can bid on them, and yeah. the money goes to this great cause. One of them, mine, is a picture of people who don't no longer work here, so it's a collectible. Yeah. Don't say too much. You want no. people to tune all in. Right. But it, it's, it's good stuff. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at 
every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. I got, I got a story from last night I can tell you because you know you guys have been talking to me on the show a little bit more and more and now I'm suddenly starting to get recognized from time to time. Yeah. So what happened? Okay. Right. So I go to a play last night. I go to a Broadway show. It was uh, Merrily We Go Roll Along. Yeah. Sondheim. Yeah. Very excited about it. Uh-huh. The thing is, the only place I get recognized is during intermission at Broadway shows. Right. I don't know why. I guess there's a crossover with our audience. But for whatever well, reason, they 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 have nothing else to do. That's why you re- get recognized at that point. I suppose, but it would ha- tends to happen is at intermission, someone will come over, tap me on the shoulder, and say, "I love the view. It's so much fun. It's great." Uh-huh. 
My wife generally is in the restroom when this happens. When yeah. she comes back, I tell her someone came over to me. She doesn't believe it. She thinks I'm lying. <laughs> she says, why would, I, why would they come over to you? Why does it happen every time I go to the bathroom? I said, no, it really happens. I well, swear. Well, because people feel more emboldened to come over you when you're sitting alone. Exactly. I know. So, all right. Yet, yesterday, I'm go, it's before the show. I'm getting ready to walk down the aisle to my seat. My wife goes to the restroom. Nice lady taps me on the shoulder, young lady, and says, I have to tell you, you're my grandma's favorite thing about The View. All right. I'll take that. That's great. I look around for my wife. She's in the bathroom. I say to this woman, my wife never believes me when this happens. And she said, you know what? I'll come back on the intermission and I'll say it again in front of your wife. Did she? I appreciate it. So hold on. Intermission comes. I say to my wife, stay here for a second. The lady's coming back. She's like, no, you made that up. I'm going to the bathroom. She leaves again. Woman comes by, empty seat next to me. Where's your wife? Not here. Okay. Why is she running to the bathroom? She gets very nervous. She's got a she's got like a nervous bladder. I don't know what that is. Um, so then, okay, then we go. Show ends. This story's so freaking long. Oh my god! I'm trying to be interesting. <clears throat> All right. All right. So then we go. The show ends. I'm out on the street. I'm walking real slow, hoping to catch up with this lady and show off in front of my wife. Doesn't happen. Finally, I get a tap on the shoulder. It's the, it's the nice young lady. Yeah. She says, "Is this your wife?" I say, "Yes." Yeah. She goes, "I just have to tell you." Brian is my grandmother's favorite thing about The View. She loves it so much. She loves him so much. My wife rolls her eyes and says, <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Thank you. And then the girl says, she loves when they're mean to him. <laughs> it's her favorite thing. They're so mean to him, and she thinks it's hysterical. And then my wife said, yes, I love that, too. So Nana is it. a sadist. Yes, Nana's a sadist. Nana is a sadist. Yeah. You could have told that in, like, half the time. All right, well, I'm trying to stretch it out. We're a little light today. <laughs> right. The other big news, your plays. Oh, yes. You can get tickets to it. Tell us about it. Well, you know, what did you, what did you go see last night? A Sondheim play? I, I saw a Sondheim play, Okay, yes. he's not funny. No. Okay, I am, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, girls know when they're pretty, and we also know when we're funny. Sure. So I'm not bragging when I say that. No. The plays are funny. They're comedies. They're five comedies. They're only ten minutes each. So the whole evening is like an hour. <laughs> That's right? pretty good, yeah. Yeah, well, we all have ADD now. Is there an intermission? Because my wife has to go to the restaurant. No, inter- <laughs> That's a good callback. Thank That's you. That's a good callback. Thank you. Okay, the, it's called Bonkers in the Burrows, which I made up that title. That's because, great. Because each play is wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot about Jews and Italians. And there's one that takes place with, like, just regular Americans. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> and... Um, and that's it. That's what. That's the place. So tell us Su- who's in the Su- place. Susie yeah. Essman mm-hmm. is going to be in two of them. We're trying to get the actors to do more than one, so because it's expensive. I mean, sure. But the tickets, by the way, are not uh, not high. Right. You can get tickets for like fifty bucks, and maybe you can be on discount at some point. And this is part of the New York Comedy Festival, that's part which of is a New- really big deal. That's right. Yeah. There's like a lot of things going on that weekend. Yeah. So I, I have to promote this so the people know where to go. It's at a theater on the west side on West 60th Street called the Manhattan Movement and Art Center. There's a theater in this ballet school. It's terrific. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are four uh, four, four performances right. of five plays. You're each. also going to act in, in them? I, I'm going to be in one of them, yes. Yeah. All right. So there you I, go. Yeah. And also, um, you know Renee Taylor? You know who Renee I do, Taylor yes. is? She's going to be in one of them. She is hysterically funny. She, you know, she was in The Nanny. Yes. And Susie, you know, from Curb Enthusiasm. We have other people who are just wonderful, talented people. But I, I, I can't mention everybody's name. And just so you know, we're going to have the link to how to buy tickets and all the information about the plays in the episode description. And you'll be able to see where you can go and Good. hopefully come out and see Joy and, and see someone who's much funnier than Stephen Sondheim, <laughs> which is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, all right. That's all the time we have today. <laughs> 
This is Especially one. if you cut out that long, boring story. It wasn't entirely boring. You know what? I told it a couple times today and people laughed. No, and, it know. wasn't really. It All was right. just too long. Yes, it was too long. You want me to teach you how to tell that story? Please do. Yeah, okay. what do you got? I'm at the theater last night watching Merrily We Go Along, which is a terrific show. A woman comes over to me. She says to me, while well, my wife's in the bathroom, the woman comes over and says, you know, my grandmother really loves you. And I say, thank you. Too bad my wife's not here. Fast forward, my wife takes another trip to the bathroom. The woman comes over again. Finally, I say to her, come over when my wife's here. She does. She says, my grandmother loves you. My wife says, really? That's nice. And she says, she loves it when they torture you. That's the end of the story. Yeah, you're right. That's much better. I told it now in one third the time. All right. Well, this, there's a reason. Am I right? Yeah. There's okay. A reason, there's a reason I'm behind the scenes and you're the talent. <laughs> I understand. All right, but I'll, I'll take that in and that I'll work on it next time. It has something to do time. with you being behind the scenes. It has to do with telling a story. Learn to tell it succinctly. I will work on it. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> Please join us tomorrow when Anna Navarro is here. You know who's going to love this podcast? Who? The grandmother of that girl. <laughs> tomorrow on the show is Anna Navarro. Thank you for listening. As always, if you like what you hear, rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget, we have the link to Joy's Plays, where you can buy the tickets and all the information about it in the episode description. Yes, and I'm going to promote it on South Friday. Too. I know. Nothing could stop you. <laughs> nothing stop me. I'm like Sonny Hostin now, who yeah. promoted her book up the wazoo. Yes. And Barbara Walters, every single week she promoted her book. Don't forget to purchase Sonny's new book, Up the Wazoo. <laughs> Pre-orders available now on Amazon. She loves that show about the naked men. She does. She's not going to stop talking about it until they give her the job moderating it. You know that, right? I do know that, yes. <laughs> I do know that. All right, tell me again how my stories are too long. No. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Good night. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.